Week six, welcome in. This week, we pre-recorded an interview with members of my family fantasy football league that contains my two brothers, my cousin Andy, my cousin Nick, cousin Quinn, my cousin Madison, my uncle Sean, my mom, and my godfather. In this interview, you're going to hear from Andrew Spangenberg and Ryan Matera, as well as a surprise appearance by Michael Matera a bit later to show how not to read the trivia question. So without further ado, let's welcome in Ryan Matera and Andrew Spangenberg, Andy's team name, the Connecticut City Slickers, I'm sorry, the Southwest Connecticut City Slickers, and Ryan's East Apple Lettucebergs. Boys, how are we today? How's my audio? Coming through loud and clear. Uh, I just watched the Yankees blow the lead in the seventh inning, so, you mm. know, been better, been better. They didn't stretch. That They didn't stretch hard enough. By the way, this is the longest Andy's facial hair has ever been. Too bad this is an audio-only podcast. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going for Gosling and Half Nelson. And since you told me it was close, I needed to just hammer it home. <laughs> I got a whole list of questions for you guys. Oh, no. They're not sports-related, are they? Uh, they're not sports-related, for sure. Um, I'm going to let Andy feel true. those. <laughs> okay, the East Apple Lettucebergs, uh, a team owned, managed, coached, by one Ryan Materi, and uh, he's a past champion in the league. We've only run this league once. This is the second time. We skipped last year for uh, reasons unbeknownst to the host of this podcast. But, Ryan, tell us, you won two years ago. Was Are you saying I'm, I'm the only winner of this league? That's what I'm saying. Quite uh, impressive. Speaking of fantasy, I have a bunch of people who are just in no man's land with their game this week. Do you think we should they... be playing at all right now? No, no. I think uh, the most irresponsible aspect of it is uh, the amount of resources going into keeping these people safe and testing them and just thinking of where those resources aren't going. I'm, I'm coming yeah. hard anti-NFL here. <laughs> I think it's real. I think how many tests does it take to uh, ensure that you know people, people aren't playing in games or coaching games with coronavirus? Like, it might be 100 thousand tests this season to run the nfl and could those tests be deployed elsewhere yeah schools i think the argument for it uh is that there's a there's a portion of this country which if they didn't have that like deflate button every sunday would would be like marching with ak's on city halls right now and so (laughs) if we have to give some people some games well they're still gonna do that just not on Sundays. <laughs> at least we get Sundays off. I mean, at this point, that's yeah. all we can ask for. Uh, can you be pro fantasy football and anti NFL? Hmm. How would that like, work? You could play fantasy off like computer simulated games. We could just <laughs> we could just computer simulate the season. Um, I would like to to bring because that does relate to my strategy with fantasy. Basically, I play the um, the AI perspective, which is. <laughs> I have not seen an NFL game that wasn't the Super Bowl in a minimum of four or five years. And yet I am the only champion in the Matera Family League. I well, set Antonic lineups and McDonald's. And McDonald's. I set lineups purely based on point predictions. On draft night, I was uh, skinny dipping, drinking margaritas and Boca Vista. And I'm still somehow defeating the Southwestern uh, city slicking boys or whatever you are. 
I can't fault you on the strategy. You're just a pure numbers guy, just purely objective. The more games you watch, the more subjectivity you bring, the more feelings, and that that's going to really hurt yeah. your, your fans. There's an skills. argument that people knowing these players and having seen them play is making them make uh, bad decisions. I, I know I do it. I just like the way a guy looks out there. <laughs> All right, so the draft. Let's go back to draft night. Start with uh, Ryan Matera, past champion in the league. It's a good place to start. East to Apple, Lettisburg. First three picks running backs. What was the strategy there? Strategy was I was as gone as gone gets. And I, I entered the simulation. I let it run. May or may not have forgotten my password. And I may have made too many <laughs> guesses and may have been locked out for a minimum of two days. And I may have found myself a team capable of beating the Southern Connecticut Southwestern City Slicking Boys. And Andy, question for you, sixth-round pick, Calvin Ridley, not so much a question, it's just a compliment. Like, he's killing it so far. I think he's the number one receiver in fantasy. Yeah, he slid to me, too. That was an easy selection. Uh, Number one fantasy receiver. I, I think the team, you know, the team isn't made on draft night. It's certainly the foundation is set. I think really what's what's helped my team thrive uh, has been my my transactions and using my budget wisely. Uh, but on draft night, I was on a call for work um, and drafting on my phone periodically, so I missed a few. So I did a you know partial Ryan strategy with the auto draft. I think what I'm hearing is we need to increase the buy-in for this league and uh, increase engagement a little bit along the way. I, I, I would have been there, and then I had a last-minute call, and I just had my phone out on the side. I was also on the call sharing my home screen, so I couldn't do it on my computer, just like in another tab. It had to be on my phone. My relationship <laughs> with the league is really a group chat, and uh, whoever I'm playing will text me, like, on Tuesday, being like, ah, good match, and I'll have to go by their, like, tone whether or not I won. And so sometimes it'll be like, uh, damn it, you got me. And I'll be like, yeah, well, you know, sometimes that's how it goes. And sometimes it'll be like, oh, nice going, but, you know, I got you. And then I'll be like, oh, they must have pulled through. <laughs> uh, just give me a quick rundown. Like, why is a running back more important than a quarterback in fantasy? Touch it. Touch it. Well, okay, passing isn't as rewarded as receiving and, and actual running. You know, like passing yards are a point per 25, Matt. So, therefore, you know, every running yard is a point, or every 10 running yards is a point versus five passing yards is a point. Doesn't that, isn't the quarterback like, isn't he the guy though? Isn't that your guy? He's got the ball a lot. Yeah. Don't you want your guy to be the guy who's who's making points for your team? What it comes down to is value over replacement. So if you wait around and three more quarterbacks come off the board, the quarterback that you get is not going to score that many points less than the quarterback you didn't take a round before. But with yeah. running back, if you decide not to take a running back and you wait a whole round, you are going to get far worse production from that running back than you would have gotten yeah. if you'd taken one earlier. The tiers, the cutoff in the tiers is, is the drop-off tier by tier is steep. If you don't get one of the top steep. guys, then, very steep. yeah. Right, you might not get a Dalvin Cook. You might end up with uh, an Antonio Gibson. Well, yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's Dalvin <laughs> the Cook. <laughs> Dalvin the Cook. Our Actually, team, what's like, the run-up of our team? Like, who who is uh, who's the favorite? Who uh, who's kind of just like garbage right now? I I saw Sean, Andy, both Andys are projected to be in the playoffs. It, it's a yeah. balanced league so far. No, no one is uh, exactly. everyone is one and two or two and one. That's pretty exciting. 
pretty yeah, exciting. But... I think Nick Nick's probably got the best team right now. Two and one, a lot of points, really good team. He also seems like he knows what he's doing. He's probably the most plugged into this stuff. Yeah, we didn't vote on adding him to the league. I don't know. I think I would have downvoted that after seeing his, his actual skill. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I nearly started off the year sweeping the, the brothers, the three brothers. I lost to Ryan. East Apple Lettersburgs. That's right. I beat Matt week one. I crushed Michael week two. And then I lost to Ryan. This, that's what makes He's this proven season. time and time again to be the best fantasy player in the in the family. <laughs> that's that's what makes these uh this this guest lineup so juicy, Matt. Is that you you put together uh such a recent uh wound that Andy has suffered, <laughs> and that uh, I found out via text from Andy. I, I logged in <laughs> the n- night before to check in on my boys, and uh, are they all boys? <laughs> They're all boys, and. Uh, and I think I had, uh, I think it was flipped. So I think I was looking at the wrong score and I was like, ah, Andy got me. Of course he did. That guy's awesome. And then I got the text and I, was, and I had to double check and I realized I was reading the wrong team name. Is there anyone we can count out yet? I'd like to note that um, Monroe's Elizabethan era has the lowest points for and the highest points against. So if that trend continues, mm. I don't see a great season for the Elizabethans. Yeah, I didn't want to bring up Mother Mary. Uh, she did draft both <laughs> Chiefs running backs, in the, <laughs> which is an interesting strategy. She wanted to um, have a backup plan in case the, uh, the rookie can, can perform. Well, I understand handcuffing, but I think she drafted the, the backup pretty early on. <laughs> so it's, it hasn't killed her yet. She has a win. Oh, wow, we have a special guest here. The coach of the third favorite sons, Michael Matera. Oh, yeah. Can they hear me? Is it being recorded? Am I, am I, yeah. Is it being recorded? Um, all right, Michael, do you want to try the next question? Question for Andrew. <laughs> oh, you guys are trivia. We didn't get to the we trivia. Lo- we allow, we allow crosstalk? Can I jump in on this one if Andy gets lost? Matt may have written the, que- the answer first, so I need to read the whole thing before. Oh, there <laughs> are answers? I thought these were open-ended. Forgive me if I need to read it all. I'm about to read you the answer and then ask you a question. So bear with me. It's like Jeopardy. Uh, okay. Russell now has 14 touchdowns through three weeks. A record. Enter, enter. Wait, Most wait. So wait, wait. That's the answer? <laughs> question mark. Okay, I'm going to yeah. buzz in. Uh, right. What is uh, a useless stat about this season? Uh, that's incorrect. Was that the question or the answer? No. Okay, here's a hint. Uh, his favorite color is green. Oh, Saquon Barkley. No. <laughs> the year is I didn't, 2013. Oh, Adrian Peterson. I never heard a question. What was the no, question? No, we only got an answer. Who has the most touchdowns in one season? The question was, which quarterback holds the record for passing touchdowns in one season? Oh. Brett Favre. Pa- pa- passing, but also. No, not Brett Favre, but good, good guess. I think he had just retired. Joe Montana. No, no, that, you're thinking of uh, 1993, not, not 2013. Oh, it was 2013? Rotherberger. Yeah. <laughs> We're just I, now catching up on what, what the question was that I asked. <laughs> <laughs> We're still piecing together what, the, what they're supposed to be guessing. Mike, Mike, maybe Mike is really doing a great job at showing how uh, great of a host Matt is. That was a terrible question, <laughs> made, Mike. No one knew you were asking I'm reading the question. it from his phone. 
where that's the not how hosts is. work. Within hosts the don't just read things. You ever watch Trebek? He plays it around a little bit. He's coy. Okay, I'll read the second one. I'll read the second one. And the answer is Peyton Manning, right? Not that hard a question. You, you, you guessed two people who weren't in the league at the time. <laughs> Are you when? 2013? I think this is more on the, the host. Than Peyton the Manning. He threw 55 passing touchdowns in 2013. I don't know what the question is. His favorite color was green. Yeah, there was yeah, something about green in there. No, that was, that's why I that was, that, was the throw, that was to throw you off. Yeah, that was one of those things that's meant to throw you off. Classic you host move. move. Throw yeah. people off. All right, next question. Giants' first game was against the team from this Connecticut city in 1925. Giants' first game was against the team from this Connecticut city in 1925. New Haven. New Haven. That's what incorrect. Close, though. Are we allowed to give them that? I don't know my I'll Connecticut say, geography well enough, but Michael says you're close. In the word that you were using. New Canaan? You're close. No. You still got 50% of it right, though. Yeah, you kept the right words. Oh, okay, good, because I was going to say West Haven. <laughs> what is New Britain? Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Wow. I've never heard of New Britain. The Giants won 26 to nothing against New Britain. The game was played in New Britain in front of 10,000 fans. 26 nothing in 1925. So that, it would be 21 nothing. But okay, what, what's, all right, let's go through some NFL season props. I'll do the first that's one. A classic, uh, that's a classic guess. plus one minus one. First question. I'm going to give you three answer choices. This is a prediction. We're going to grade this later on in the season. First, let's start with Ryan. The most likely player to win regular season. <laughs> his, question, <laughs> his question that he wrote doesn't include all the words that he's saying right now. Yeah, that's how is a host this, works. No. You got to no, play a little. He didn't write down the question. He wrote down the theme. <laughs> write down. No, no for it's, words, it's not a script. But it's not even like a whole no question. It's like he knows the question and he wrote part of the question that would remind him. <laughs> yeah, you know how often this guy gets hacked? This guy, people are trying to Zoom bomb this thing. He has to play it coy. He, he has to write some, some code words. Which of these players is going to win the 2020 regular season MVP? Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, or Aaron Rodgers. And so Darwin the Cook is not included in that. Dalvin. Okay, you can I'm go going, off the board if you want. I'm going Mahomes. Okay, lock it in. We'll hear, we'll, <laughs> Wait, can we get a reasoning behind it? Reason yes. Uh, I can definitely do that. Um, I've heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> and I find that TV coverage, uh, uh, except in a few cases, often relates to how good they are. That's our president. Yeah, I would have also accepted um, that he won Super Bowl. And he's on the best team in the NFL, but Andrew? I'm going with Russell Wilson, final answer. Uh, he's not Dalvin the Cook, but they're letting Russ cook. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Michael, do you want to try the next question? It's a 50 50 proposition. Read the question, figure out what he's asking, and then frame it. Yeah, uh, exactly. Okay. And then you phrase it however you want. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it as written. Okay. <laughs> Browns, a nope. playoff team? Nope, you're doing this wrong. This is wrong. Yeah, that is wrong. The Browns are not a playoff team. I personally know every player on that squad, and when I talk to them, I see a fear in their eyes. They're not going past week five. They're going to be eliminated. They're going to be eliminated. Not a playoff team, that's correct, because they're awful. They've always been awful. And 
Uh, Baker Mayfield is a joke. Odell <laughs> is half half the man he once was in Big Blue. The defense is okay. Miles Garrett, pretty sick. Yeah. Nick yeah. Chubb is good. But their division's too tough. I think the Ravens and Steelers are both playoff teams. Bengals. The Bengals, they compete. It's a good good segue into our next question. Um, hot take. Uh, I think Baker's commercials are actually pretty damn funny. I think they're funny because it's incredible that he ever got uh, commercials in the first place. He's he's not even a star. <laughs> he's like yeah. the 20th quarterback in the NFL. I don't like him. All right, let's get to our last season across. Rookie of the year. Clyde Edwards, running back for Kansas City, or Joe Burrow, quarterback, Cincinnati Bengals. Can I do a, a sleeper? Yeah, you can go off the board anytime you want. I'm just giving you the favorites. Are, wait, are there two? Are there rookie of the year for the AFC and NFC? Is there just one? There's an the offensive and a defensive. See, I'd love to see Joe Burrow do it, but they have to start winning some games. It's much easier for uh, Clyde on the best team in football to win rookie of the year. I for my guy in the Bengals. Yeah. I like it. Joe Nick. Burrow. I'm going all in on Joe Burrow. Let's hope he doesn't burrow into the field. Yeah, or, <laughs> or burrow into a uh, – Well, maybe he'll burrow and, and hibernate and then oh. come back rested next year. Andy, we have a question from off the board here. Which Matera is your favorite? Josephine. Josephine. Easy pick. That's a great choice. I like it. Ryan, question for you. What yeah. lessons for sports gambling can we take from Uncut Gems? <laughs> uh, I feel like the lesson there is uh, you trap someone in a room, you let them out the exterior door before interior door because they come in the interior door, they're angry. Exterior door, they get some time to cool off. You get some time to call your guys. So my, my major advice would be open exterior door, then interior door. Uncut Gems can be looked at as a movie largely about doors opening and doors closing behind people. <laughs> That's beautiful. Which door do we choose to open? It's all about doors opening and closing. Yeah, or doors that are jammed. Maybe the doors that belong, uh, belong closed. Even though they're a glass door and you can see what's on the other side. Uh, any more questions? This is fun. Are we doing trivia? Can we do trivia? We already did the trivia. Andy, where does the NFL fit into our woke society? Are they keeping up or is the old guard holding us back? They're not keeping up. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Roger Goodell is a, is a joke. And uh, they're afraid to take any legitimate stances. And, I mean, it started with the with the anthem. And it's only gotten worse from there. They don't. They don't really care about their players as much. It's a league where players are a bit expendable, unlike the NBA, and their voices aren't heard nearly as much. It's sad. But, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really well said. I think a lot uh, of that's their, their fan base. I think uh, one, of the most, one of the most significant sports moments, like amongst all of this in the last year, was like the apologies made to China. I think that was just, like, a huge symbol of, like, what these leagues stood for, that, like, they truly are just businesses. Like, at the end of the day, they're going to apologize to whatever markets they need to apologize, depending on how many billions of dollars they bring into their league. Yeah. Yeah, that was because of the um, the tweet about the Hong Kong protest made by the uh, general manager of the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Right, and they, they their, their thesis with that move, Morey. like, condemning that was that, like politics aside, like they're gonna China's, go with the money. China's their second biggest market, right? And yeah, yeah. that that was a, who's their that, first nowadays? Uh, their first largest market is actually Norway. They oh, love not, Norway. Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe was knocked off from the top seat. <laughs> so what should we do about youth sports this year, guys? Is it? I mean, I know you guys are a few a few years removed, but what's 
What do we do here? I um, I feel really bad for the for the starting junior high school kid who uh, who's gonna have a lot tougher time making a career out of a sport because he he can't play his senior year. But are there uh, are there some teams that are going ahead and some aren't? Because I I heard on NPR last week that there's some fellow. Andy, what are you supposed? Andy, what are you supposed about your sister? I just talked to her a couple days ago, and they're playing with only three other teams in their division. Yeah. And they're playing with masks on. And uh, the winner of their four-team division, who they play everybody like four times, the winner yeah. of that division is, is deemed the champion. There's no playoffs. There's no nothing. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, but I guess that's the best they can do. The, the problem is um, they go by, you know, region. So all the Trumbull-Fairfield schools are, like, the best schools. So they're playing, like, the toughest teams. I mean, I guess it's good that they're going to have – competitive games no blowouts this year um but they could you know they could end up really uh getting shellacked in some of these games because they're playing the best teams they, they don't have any confidence building games so and it's a bummer yeah, that your mom can good. watch the game isn't that the best part i think like, they're they're child. gonna be uh parents will be allowed okay but they haven't been they're they're yeah. starting they're starting tomorrow first game tomorrow Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, and it's live streamed, so everyone you can watch. Maybe there's going to be a, a rise of um, solitary sports like tennis. Or we'll like put the javelin. link in the show notes. Why are the Giants so bad, Andy? Saquon Barkley. <laughs> they don't want to be good. They're the worst. They have the worst record in the NFL since Dave Gettleman took over and the worst record in the NFL since they last won the Super Bowl, which is just astounding, the drop-off. They don't want to win. I don't know. I think there's... I think it's time someone called it. I think we got to get rid of this Tom Coughlin guy. <laughs> I hate to be the guy who says it because I grew up on that. You know, someone had to say it. <laughs> I, think, I think the time is up on Thomas Coughlin. I think... Uh, hey, if you're five minutes that, late, you're on time. And he's he's five minutes... His fire, his papers are five minutes late. You're five minutes late, you're ten minutes late. Yeah, his papers are ten minutes late. His pink slip. <laughs> I think it's time for Jim Calhoun to hit the road, too. Jim Calhoun, get him out of there. Joe Torrey. Get him out of there. What year was this recorded? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're trying to make this episode timeless. <laughs> hey, Matt, what's the deal with the pod? Do we get outros or something? Well, it was a pleasure today, guys. I really enjoyed having you both on. <laughs> and uh, we've got to do this again. I hope there's more opportunity to, uh, to do this down the line. Um, yeah, just great having you. Again, that's Ryan Matera and Andrew Spangenberg you heard from today. Ryan's got a uh, podcast called Short Stack, where he talks with producers, directors, creators, writers of uh, short films, uh, which is a really cool idea. And it's really interesting. Very interesting. Um, I would 100% recommend that. Again, that's Short Stack. And uh, yeah, signing off for week six. It's been a blast for me. I hope you guys had a great time as well. We'll uh we'll see you next week. <laughs> I'll see you guys. Right. Bye Matt. Later.